0: Yo, 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 what's up, guys? It's your boy, Gary, The Connect. Coming at you live, man. With a special guest. Drum roll, please.
1: What is up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. My name is Scotty, bruh. Shout out to The Connect, man. Looking forward to having this conversation with you, bro. Uh, real quick, I'll just share a little bit about me. So I'm a Christian content creator. Post a lot of Christian content just to help spread truth. That's what I'm all about. If you're familiar with me, my message and my mission is to help you seek, know, and live biblical truth in all that you do.
0: See, and that's what I'm talking about. And uh, he does TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, any platform, every platform he's out there, he's on. So awesome. make sure you definitely go and you check him out. Uh, so today right. with the at, coronavirus. Scotty
1: Bruh. Give him, give him a tag. Scotty Bruh. At that's right. Scotty Bruh. S-C-O-T-T-E-B-R-U-H. Come get this that's Jesus That's what word. I'm talking about.
0: And with everything going on in the world, as we know, with coronavirus, we've been subjected to having to do everything over Zoom calls. Uh, Zoom is a really big influence that a lot of people have been using right now to uh, be able to meet with each other. A lot of schools have been using it as well as uh, businesses and corporations. So with that being said, how has the coronavirus impacted you and everything that you do right now?
1: Um, Honestly, I mean it really hasn't, I wouldn't say it's really negatively impacted me and what I do, but it has caused me and really everybody, not just me, but even you as well, I'm sure you know, to have to expand and even like, just be creative. That's one of the things that I'm, I think the corona has definitely helped with is it's allowed me to be more creative. And it's like, you know, I really want to share this message or to reach this specific group of people. But you know, I can't, it's not like we can just go to the schools because obviously they're out now and uh, go to the parks or go play basketball and minister to people there because all that stuff is shut down. So for me, it's just, how can I be creative in the way that I still spread truth to people, even though we may not be able to meet face to face. So and that's really kind of what spearheaded the whole really pushing, trying to get content out there to people for sure.
0: Okay. okay. So, it's kind of made it a little easier for you is what it seems like, because a lot of people are more so glued more to their devices and seeing different things trending right now for you to be able to shoot everything that you got towards them. Right.
1: That's it, man. That's it. We all confined to our own space. So everybody is right here, I guess. Yeah. There's nothing so. to do.
0: It's crazy. Cause like one of my, one of my other friends, man, he's, he lives down in, uh, in, uh, Oklahoma. And they're teaching some of their kids over Zoom messages. And like I was telling Scott, like, this is the first time I've ever done a Zoom meeting. This is the first time I've ever had anything to do with Zoom. Like, we were literally on a 40-minute call before we even got to this, making sure everything was right and everything was tuned in and 100% just so that we could make sure we bring you right content. So, I mean, I even figured out I could put my... In the background, like, that's crazy.
1: (laughs) That's dope, bro. That's flip.
0: I mean, like there's so many things that like this coronavirus is bringing towards. I mean, with me, it's kind of been a hindrance because I mean, like with my main job, I work from home anyways, but at the same time, it's like, okay, now that I work from home and we're quarantined, I have nowhere to go. I can't go play basketball. I can't go hang out with my friends. I can't, I can't even walk up and down the street really without being six feet apart from someone. And I keep seeing like all these little like things on the internet, like, Oh, well they're doing like, be six feet apart from each other so that you can uh, uh, be facially recognized so that they can figure out who you are. And it's just like, it's so much stuff that's like crazy, like what's going on and all these little things that they're putting together. Like they're doing this because of this and they're doing this because of this. And it's just like, I personally have no idea why any of this is happening. I just hope they hurry up and get it over with. Cause uh, I'm ready to step back <laughs> okay. outside into the world.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: So like with, With like everything that you started, like everything pretty much do. You spoke to me earlier, and you told me that you were looking at starting like a a worship group and a a ministry. Isn't that right? That's right. So like how, like what came to you? Because I mean, we got another buddy. Hopefully, we'll get him in here one day. But it's your brother. Uh, He's actually on his way to become a uh, minister of the church, and it's like I understand, like. Mm -hmm for people who don't know we all grew up together like we all lived on the same yeah. street we hung out every day and it's crazy because like each of us encouraged each other and we've all been on different things like with you going to Michigan and with Sean going off to New York and me staying here it's like everybody's experienced something completely different and it's great that we've all been able to come back and talk to each other and be able to contribute everything we learned to each other and like it's just it's amazing like it goes so much deeper than like a friendship and it's crazy because it's like like a brotherhood like everything that you're trying to work with like a fellowship and it's like crazy that we've been there together for so long and now it's like oh man like I gotta push for him because he's pushing for me and then we're both pushing for everyone else and it's like I definitely understand it like I really
1: yeah um yeah, so I'll just, so your question was like, what kind of inspired me to start this ministry that I'm thinking of starting up? Is that kind of your... Exactly, exactly. just you your question? So a uh, quick backstory story for y'all. So he kind of, the connect kind of touched a little bit on that. So grew up same, same spot, same neighborhood. And uh, I actually went to college at the University of Kentucky to study engineering. So engineering is my jam, electrical engineering to be specific. And with that, I ended up moving after I graduated college in uh, 2017, moved to Michigan and worked in Michigan for two years, just came back down here to Kentucky um, in March. And right, literally right, like two weeks before Corona hit was when I had moved down. And um, the reason why I kind of made this transition was because I knew that God was calling me to something different and engineering engineering was like something i enjoyed doing but it isn't something that god is gonna want me to do uh 20 30 years like that's not my purpose if that makes sense and so ministry has always been my jam bro like reaching out to people and i you know i teach sunday school i've been teaching sunday school for years and doing stuff in the community with the church and stuff but a part of that too was i found that there was this gap in the church yeah. And, like, a lot of churches will talk about um, this need for a revival or we really need to uh, encourage teens and young adults. Like, why is there such this age gap? I don't know if, you, if you've ever been to church. Like, there's usually a big age gap where there's a lot of older people, but then and then it drops straight to kids. Like, to kids, what's yeah. happening to all the teens, young adults? Like, why are they not staying or whatever? Why are they leaving and doing their own thing? And I really think that it's because, like, uh, we're not teaching people how to be Christians or how to follow Jesus. Like we're telling people, hey, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You need to follow him. You need to keep his commandments. Don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat. Uh, whatever the case may be, don't whatever, all these things. But we're not showing, hey, this is how you pray. This is how you uh, do a Bible study or this is how you, you know, share the gospel with somebody. Like nobody ever showed me how to do that exactly, yeah. and so really with this ministry that i want to start up is really taking the word of god you know the great commission that tells us to go and make disciples of all nations so i want to really push the gospel message out to people but also show them how to live and like the ministry that i have is like isn't confined to a lot of what other churches do because i want to go out and speak like outside of an abortion clinic like let people know hey you're killing babies or speak outside of certain places that I know like some churches won't be okay with. And so that's really why God placed it on my heart to, Hey, start your own ministry, build this up, build this community so that you can not only show people or tell people how to live, but you can encourage them to, to go do the same. So don't just listen to what I say, but watch what I do exactly. type mentality.
0: But live it Exactly. And it's crazy because like growing up, like as a kid, like, I don't want to, like, I've never been the one to kind of push, like, religion on anyone or be like, hey, what's your religion or are you religious and things like that. But at the same time, it does play a factor into me where I may not know all the answers of what I need to know, but I know what I believe in. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a lot Mm -hmm. of people meet up and they talk and there's different little places. And I've been to a couple different groups with a lot of different churches and denominations and things like that. I've experienced them all. And it's crazy because like, I know where my faith lies. And even though I'm not in church every Sunday or I don't read the Bible every day, it's like whenever I do read and whenever I am in like interjected into that, I do know, you know what I'm saying? That I understand what I'm reading. Uh, talking to my grandfather, he told me a long time ago, he was like, Yeah, pretty much whenever you read the Bible, you're not always going to understand what you read. But after you read the Bible, what you do is you pray for understanding so that you can learn to understand. That's right. But you also got to live by it, too. You can't be like, okay, I read this, but then I'm going to turn around and do this. So, you know, it's like it's kind of hand in hand. Like you can't take one and expect, you know, like me and my wife, we sat and we tried to read Genesis all the way through. And it's a tough read and it's really hard. Um, but I mean, it can be done. There's a lot of people out there who said they've read it from beginning to end. It may not be completely understood, but at the same time, you know, someone who's read something from beginning to end and not being able to understand it is the same as someone who doesn't read it at all. So, right. Right. It's like, I understand what I want to do and kind of like how I need to incorporate my faith into it. And, you know, a lot of people, they try to like i said incorporate faith into what they're doing but everything that you're doing is pretty much revolves around faith so it's like yeah like as far as like with your ministry do you see it being like only online or do you see like you end up eventually having like a place to where people are going to meet up or
1: yeah so it's definitely going to be a in-person thing like uh jesus did create us as people to be separate you know that's why he gave Adam Eve like we're relational beings we're relational creatures and and God knows that so we're not we're not called to be in quarantine for our whole lives right so eventually yeah um the ministry will be uh I don't know if it's going to be like a, like my own like church building but it'll definitely be like like one thing that I kind of see is like hey today I'm going out to uh the University of Kentucky I'm going to play some music you're welcome to come stop by. I'm going to share the word of God. You can come with, come with me, come sing, come pass out flyers, come share the gospel message or whatever the case may be. So once again, going back to what I said earlier, it's just about being creative and understand that church isn't a building, but church is a people. So wherever we go, that's where you can have church. So it doesn't need, like, I don't need to have a building in order to create, like create a church, create a ministry.
0: Yeah, and it it makes sense.
1: Church is never closed with the quarantine, like, because we are the church. So, although we can't go to a building to worship right now, we can still have church.
0: Okay, so what do you think about, like, the people that are still going to buildings and worshiping? Like, do you, like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like, because I know in one sense it's wrong, but in another sense it's right. Like, you shouldn't be able to tell someone, like, I know at my church there wasn't a lot of people there, so I mean we were probably six feet apart anyway, so it probably didn't matter. But right, I right, mean, right. for most places like bigger churches like Consolidated or Crossroads or places like those that have like these really big, really big audiences, like how does I wonder how like how does that make you feel that they're not allowed to meet together?
1: Hmm. I think it's kind of like. Uh, I would say, like, it depends on the church, and I think it would take awareness. Uh, one thing that I don't like, because I don't I don't think that it should be up to, like, the government to tell us what to do or to force us to do something. Like, they should tell us, hey, you probably shouldn't have gatherings of more than 10 people because this corona can spread. But at the end of the day, I think that each specific church should have uh, somebody in place, a leader, to make that decision. You know, should we have church... If so, what precautions should we take? Should we just cancel altogether? So I don't think like there's a one specific answer as far as every church closing because some have been doing meetings and stuff, and pastors have been arrested for doing things like that. Right. And I think that like we shouldn't submit to submit to our government per se as a church. Like we're this is what the government tells us to do, so we have to do it. And if you're familiar, there's many stories in the Bible where we see like for example, there's a guy named Daniel. Who uh, loved loved the Lord with all his heart, and um, they made a law to where to say he couldn't pray to God. They yeah. said, "If you pray, you're gonna you're gonna be thrown into the lion's den." And so Daniel, he knew what the government was saying. He knew what he was supposed to not do, but at the same time, he knew that his faith was more important than what man was telling him to do. So he still prayed, still trusted God. So in the same way, like. Some churches, I can understand, you know, you have to close down because you want to take precautions and stuff, and you can still, like, live stream and stuff. But people just saying, this is what the, people whose mindset is, this is what the government says, so we have to do it. I don't think that that's how it should be.
0: For sure, for sure, yeah. And it's crazy, because, like, with with, with Daniel, he emerged from the Lions Den unharmed. Like, anywhere else, if you go in there, like, two minutes into the Lions Den, I mean, we've seen things where... The, like, with the little kid that fell in uh, at the zoo. Like, instantly mm-hmm. they fell in at the zoo, and you know, that, that baby or that child could have been, like, seriously harmed. But, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you gotta, to save a life, you have to take a life. And it's, like, one of those instances, like, whenever you were just speaking about, like, uh, with abortions and things like those, like, taking lives and things like that, you know, people get, like, real in-depth, like, what if it was, like, someone was raped and, you know, things like mm-hmm. that, or you know incest or whatever it may be whatever the cause may be I understand you know that is a life and I understand too that there is also circumstances that surround it but at the same time if people out here just baby making to be baby making you know you should be held accountable for it and like whenever you endanger, mm-hmm. because like even afterwards like you said like not even not trying to touch on the abortion thing too much but like if someone has a kid and they don't take care of it, they could get in trouble for neglect. But if you don't have a kid and you get rid of it, it's still neglecting to take care of it. Like you know, you're still running away from mm-hmm. your problems. You're still running from your issues. You're running away from your issues. But that's neither here nor there. Like it's it's a very debatable. Yeah. It's a very debatable topic uh, that sheds light into a lot of things, but also brings fear to a lot of people as well.
1: Yeah, and with that too, like a lot of times we see that the church is silent on a lot of those things. You know, you look at, uh, you know, not just abortions, but even you look at, um, Ahmad, you know, Ahmad Aubrey, who was, who was killed. Like a lot of things that happen in the world, we find that the church is often silent. Like if we're supposed to be building up, god's kingdom if we're supposed to be people of god then why aren't we speaking out on these things because people have questions people need answers and so we as a church aren't doing a good job at providing those and so that's another thing that like really inspired me to even push content out is to let people know this is what the bible says on a specific thing or whatever the case may be set some set some hope set some love when people don't understand or whatever the case may be like we as a church need to stop being silent and that's facts. It's crazy because
0: like like being being a kid in church, like always seen at the top the one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And I never really understood what that meant until I started going to other places and I started realizing, okay, that that's kinda of like a like a something that you live by. Like there's things that you that you have to go through in life. Like you're guaranteed you're guaranteed trials and tribulations, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, if you keep your faith, you're gonna be rewarded in the end as well. Like there's a lot of different things that, you know, like from the Bible saying that the streets should be paved in gold. Like you'll never want for anything. And it's like being here, it's like, okay, I really want that, but do I need it? And it's like being able to make a gracious decision. Like even things as small as like gluttony and things like that, one more than what you actually have. Like you wouldn't realize like how many times you're out here sinning and taking advantage. Like, and people use it as like something small, like, okay, there's three cupcakes on the table and there's two of us. Why should you get two instead of one? Like, there's, there's many right, different right, right. things that, that like, really shed upon it. And it's like, you got, like, I applaud you for being able to take on the responsibility of being able to enlighten and educate everyone. Uh, me and my wife uh, said that we were going to start attending and we were going to start keeping up with you. Because it's not that the older people are boring, but the older people are boring. And it's like, I can't, it's not. It's not for me. Well, to... it's like it's
1: a relatable thing. Like it's yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's boring. It's just it's hard to relate a lot of times to the to the older to somebody else.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's I like, like puts me in
1: a unique position. Yeah, because like I can share something from a perspective of you know somebody born in the in the in the nineties, and so a lot of people can relate to a lot of the things that I say, or a lot of people can't relate to what some of the things that I say.
0: Exactly, exactly, and it's crazy because like a lot of people don't really, a lot of people get together and you have like because you want to be diverse you want to have a whole lot of different cultures and different things and different this but it's at the same time it's like okay if you're telling me things that you did when you were 25 versus now like when you was 25 you wasn't quarantined like it's completely different like like i'm not doing any shade or you know i'm saying taking any shots at anyone but it's like once you get older things change like the way you look at someone like something that smells like i was talking to my brother the other day he didn't do his homework. I told him, then we could get in, we could get by with not doing our homework. No one would ever find out, that would be on us. Now they don't do their homework. The first thing they do is check Infinite Campus and it's in there that day. Like You're not gonna get away. <laughs> like everything yeah, changes, true. everything moves on, everything gradually gets better, but sometimes things get worse. But things are really built for the simplicity of life. It's built to make things easier for you to be able to do things in life. Like. Mm -hmm. a car you know if we were still traveling horseback and buggy it'd take us 30 days to get to one place when we get in a car and it takes six hours and it's like Mm -hmm. it's crazy because that's how things are built and like with you being able to like make a like make make it where you can uh do good and be able to showcase that you're being good and you're like it makes you feel good on the inside Like, me doing my podcast, it makes me feel good that I'm doing the podcast and that I'm incorporating this person to this person and getting all these people together. But at the same time, like, what you're doing is a feeling that no one can give. Like, there's times that, you know, people are going to call you in the middle of the night and they're going to be like, hey, Scott, I'm going through da 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 and you're going to have the answer for them. Hmm. Or if not, be able to find the answer for them. If they call me, I'm going to tell them I got to call you in the morning when I find out. Like, it's just the... Like, the role that you're taking on, I really, like, I personally appreciate it. Like, I I hope everyone else understands it and sees it because there's a lot of people our age that are into church or that are doing this and that, but they're not really, like, intergaging with each other. Like, I can see that this person has taken on being a deacon or this person has taken on being a pastor or a minister, but it's like, what is it if you're not incorporating it back to your own community, which I've seen from you yeah, yeah, yeah. instantly. Like I'm even from before, like out or well, even with outside of doing anything, like even going and playing basketball and meeting up and just getting the guys together, like, we were meeting up at the Salvation Army. You know, we could have had Bible study at any point in time. I'm pretty sure num- numerous of those guys would have showed up because of the respect factor that you bring and the knowledge that you have. And, I, like I said, I graciously appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Amen. Our glory to God, man. You know, the, the way that I look at anything that I do, you know, whether it be making videos or just speaking to somebody is, you know, if you can reach one person, then it's worth it. You know I could, I could make a video, post it up on YouTube, and it may it may get 10 views, but if one person out of those 10 views you know got something out of that video or, or took a word from it or learned truth or something, then it's worth it and that's what it's, that's what it's all about.
0: exactly, exactly, and it's crazy because, not the
1: like, numbers, oh. but just just providing value, making an impact, man that's it exactly and I'm pretty sure that's probably how I
0: need to live my life, but it's just something about views. <laughs> It's just something about checking those numbers. When I see them. You got to stay out the
1: analytics, bro. <laughs> I mean, you can learn from them. You can I mean, learn I, from them, but you can't I, live and die I, by the analytics.
0: I see monetization, monetization. <laughs> 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 what is it take oh, to monetize?
1: monetized? <laughs> man, 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 man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Well, that brings a quick thing that I'd like to share. Speaking of monetization real quick, if you don't mind me uh, speaking on this a little bit, is one of the questions that I've been asking God right now is, okay, God, so I know that this is what I want to do. This is what you have placed in my life, but what's going to happen financially? Like, how are you going to provide, or how am I going to be able to provide, you know, for myself? And ultimately, if I, when I start a family, get married and stuff, how am I going to provide for my spouse and future kids? And so that's a question that I've really been asking God and just listening. And so it's just trusting him, man. Like right now where I am, we're, trying, we're about to start this ministry in a couple of days, is God basically just said, share truth, provide value, and watch me work. Trust me. And he's already given me nudges too, which has been cool. Like um, I went live on TikTok a couple of weeks ago, which by the way, if you're not on TikTok, I don't know me. what
0: you're doing with yourself. What are you doing? How you doing, I don't, bro?
1: Where are you? But, but uh but no, I did a live bro and I made six cents off of a live stream praise and worship that I did. And Sixth obviously sense. you're probably like, six cents? Like, what are you gonna do with six cents? Hey. But it's really God brother, used that's it. <laughs> but God just used even that that happened a couple weeks ago. Somebody blessing me with that as just a way of God just encouraging me, saying, like I said keep doing what you're supposed to do, keep providing content, pre-providing content, and I'll do the rest. So I'm trusting him. I still don't know what that looks like. Like I don't know if I want to get back into like engineering just to provide right now and then Uh, keep grinding out the ministry, you know, when I'm not working there or whatever. I still don't know uh, specifically how that's going to look, but trusting that he's going to make a way.
0: All right. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you giving me your time. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and everything you have, man. Um, if there's anything else that you would like to say to the viewers, man, other than like, subscribe, and comment, follow us everywhere. Drop that six cents. We need it.
1: Yeah, man. The last thing I share is the most important thing that I've shared out of anything else that I've said in, the, in this in this talk. man. First of all, I just want to say I appreciate you, Gary, bro, for having me on, man. It's really been a, ple- a blessing and a pleasure just to reconnect with you, bro. Um, but I just want to share to you, if you do not know that we live in a broken world, we all can agree with that. Like people kill each other, people murder each other, every single, day, but that's not how God created things to be. See, so God created a perfect world that was free from brokenness, free from hate, free from pain. And the truth of the matter is he gave us a choice. He said we could either choose to live in brokenness in our own world, or we can choose to live in god's world and what we did ever since adam was we said you know god this world isn't too bad but i'm gonna choose my own world and so now we're stuck in brokenness and we're trying to find a way out you know some of us we try to go to drugs to get out of brokenness some of us seek uh, relationships some of us seek money if i can just get as much money as i can some of us seek popularity if i can just get a million subscribers you know i can be happy and um, the truth of the matter is the one true way out of brokenness is through Jesus Christ, because God sent his one and only son. And he says that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So I pray that you put your trust in Jesus so that you can be restored right back into God's design.
0: Amen. I appreciate that, man. Amen.
1: So now I'll leave with a question. I got to follow that up with, with one question. Question is this, if you're watching this, are you? Living in brokenness still, or are you living in God's design? And you have to answer, where are you? Where do you want to be? And what's stopping you from being in God's design? Three questions, actually. I said one, but I'm going to leave you with three. You can hit him
0: up, or you can hit me up, at Scott Ebra and at The Connect Podcast. Hit on there. Let us know what your answer is and how you feel in faith, man.
1: Amen. Yeah. And any questions too, like if you want any questions about the Bible or whatever, feel free to let me know for sure.
0: All right, man. Don't forget to like, subscribe and comment. We out.
1: Amen. Grace, peace.